What's crackalackin' everybody? Money Smart Guy Matt Zapala here, hailing to you from Dallas, Texas, and welcome to another episode of the Seven Figure Squad Podcast, episode six zero. Joining me in the studio today is my trainer and friend, Milton Alvarez. What's going on, Milton? Happy Valentine's Day, baby. <laughs> well, thank you, honey. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Much love to our audience. Much love to those of you who are following us and helping build our podcast audience. And if you haven't done so already, if I haven't said it yet, please subscribe, hit like, and drop a comment below. Tell us where you're from. What city and state are you from? Please put it either in the live chat or in the comment section below if you're watching the replay. So we have an interesting show ahead for you today. Uh, Great Depression versus Silent depression today. What is the difference between Great Depression of the 30s versus silent depression of the 2020s? 14-year-old kid doesn't want to go with mom and dad. Dangers of single parenthood and broken families. Pitbull and opportunity and instant gratification. His opinion on a couple of things there will shock you of what he feels about instant gratification and opportunity. And because it's Valentine's Day, Milton, we're going to be talking about dating a little bit. Yeah. Okay, so for all the single men out there and our, our single audience, our single ladies out there. Well, this young lady here on a date, she's ordering $40 drinks. And this man who's taking her on this date, he's, a, he's got an interesting reaction, let's say the yeah. least. Uh, person here making $100,000 a year and can't afford anything, uh, NBA superstar Carmelo Anthony reveals who his low-key rich person is in his entire playing career. The answer might shock you. Uh, we can't get away without talking about the Super Bowl. My man. So we'll talk about uh, Taylor Swift. You're a Swifty, Matt. I'm not a Swifty, but uh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a capitalist <laughs> <laughs> Uh What the dating relationship actually, though, yeah. what did it bring? What value did it bring? See, you got people out there in relationships, and there's no value being created. Mm. Um, and so we're going to reveal the value created of the dating relationship with Taylor Swift and Kansas City Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey and what Kanye West Kanye West did during the uh, the Super Bowl. Another topic I'm excited about is the uh, Michael Jackson estate. Mm-hmm. Um, what's going on with his ownership of Sony ATV? And uh, we're going to talk about a little bit about faith today. Are you living for God, or are you worshiping God, or what's your God? So we have got interesting topics here uh, in the show here too as well. And uh, <laughs> in the words of Belle Biv DeVoe in the song Poison, never trust a big booty and a smile. With that being said, let's get started. Come on, baby. <laughs> let's have a good show, man. I, I tell you what, won't we just get started in that regard, okay? Let's get um, uh, Let's go cue up the uh, video, if we could, Jordan, about this man taking his girl on a date, $40 drinks, and what she has to say, or he has to say, about her orders. Let's take a look at this. Why do you keep ordering drinks and other $40 a drink, right? The drinks at Baccarat literally cost $30, $39. It was just a water here, and then we'll go in somewhere else. The drinks at Baccarat literally cost $40. Why did you bring me here, then, if you can't afford it? Good question. to look at the menu, honestly. We were just going to do a little bit of getting the atmosphere here and going somewhere else. Get a water. She went to a P.F. Chang's or Cheesecake Factory. You know that's a forty-two dollar drink. I'm not paying for that. I'm leaving, so yes, you're paying for this book. I'm not paying for that. It's too expensive, and I. You're the one that picked the restaurant. Well, I'm like kind of confused right now. Where this date is even going? It's going to me going to my car and leaving you at the bus. Sorry. What about the drinks you ordered? I can't pay like two hundred dollars for three drinks that you. Ghost ordered. dinner. It's like eighty dollars for two drinks, and I'm leaving. So I'll see you later. I'll see you later, fun. Actually, let me have it since you already got it. Honestly, I'm gonna leave. Can't deal with this. All right, 
So, listen, man. Uh, by the way, whoever invented that rule, man pays for everything. We need to find that guy. Who, 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 who created that rule? You go out on a date, she got to pay for everything. By the way, for those of you watching this, you're dating or you were dating. Did you pay for everything as a man? As a woman, when you were dating, do you expect your husband or your current boyfriend to pay for everything? I want to know. Put it in the comment section below. But I want to know who created that rule. Is it, is it chivalry that a man pays for everything? Here's why I ask. When I was stationed in Japan, in Okinawa, everything there was Dutch. The Japanese, the Okinawans, the Asian, everything was Dutch. If she didn't bring something to the table, he wasn't coming. If he didn't bring it to the table, she wasn't coming. They split the bill 50-50. When I, say these, when I go out, I'm just eating around, just observing people dating. They would split the bill 50-50. And they would, as soon as the bill comes out, boom, they both bust out their cash or their credit cards. I think, if you're, especially nowadays, guys, and especially today, if you're going out on a date with a woman that's not your girlfriend, not your fiance, not your wife, the idea of trying to go all off just to impress someone, just to get some one night stand booty is not gonna go very far for you. And that's the thing, like when it comes down to your wife, to your spouse, the woman who carried your kids inside inside her room for nine months, I can completely understand completely submitting to her and actually doing exactly what you're supposed to do as a man. But if you're just meeting someone, especially nowadays on Instagram, on Tinder, on Grindr, for shout out, shout out to the gay people out there. Um, I, I, what's, what's, what's Grindr? Is that a great? It's, like it's like Bumble, Tinder, but like. Is for, that for gay people? For gay people. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. One of my friends made me a uh, fake grinder as a fucking, <laughs> as a fucking joke. <laughs> fucking ridiculous, man. So I started getting uh, DM on Instagram because of that. But here's the thing. That's why also I, I think um, from, the, from the very beginning, you're, you're the one setting the standard. You're the one setting the standard. And if you're on social media flaunting that you're, you have all, the, you know, all these materialistic things and True. that you have all, you know, money, you have a status, you have all this. And now when it comes down to actually executing, the girl is showing up and expecting that, you can't get offended by that. Mm -hmm. You cannot get offended by that. And mm -hmm. that's why when it comes down to dating, especially nowadays, it's extremely hard. Mm -hmm. A lot of guys are thinking very short term versus the long term aspect of dating. Mm -hmm. And now if, you, if, you, if you're walking into a date with the intentionality of like, I, I'm letting you know. I'm coming to you, trying to court you because I want a future with you and I, see, and I have a long-term vision. If you come with that mindset, this kind of mentality of, dude, why the fuck are you ordering 40 drinks? Mm. is completely out of whack. Yep. But if you're just walking into, the, in, into, this, into this potential relationship just for yep. a short-term gain, mm -hmm. that's when you should, need, to re, need, to restart, uh, need to start reconsidering the kind of woman they're trying to attract. And that's why with one of the videos that I had on, on, t on today's show is don't marry a pretty face. The difference between a long-term vision and a short-term vision. Okay. You want to check it out? Um, before we go to that, yeah. I've, got, I've got a thought here on this. Um, listen, sales 101. Yeah. Entrepreneurship 101. 85% of your objections happens in the first 15% of your process. So, translate that to the dating. If in the process of you being attracted to a young lady or a man, and the first 15% of the conversation, they're having issues about where you take them. For example, there's a, there's a, a list uh, months ago with a list of top 20 places not to take a date because it's too cheap. Like if a, if a guy takes you out to Cheesecake Factory or Red Lobster or Olive Garden, where I used to be a server at, there's a list of 20 restaurants. To the ladies in the, in the dating community, they said that's a red flag for a man. So here's the challenge, though. If you're a young lady out there and you like to go to these fine places, I'll tell you this, a lot of 20-year-olds, when I was in my 20s, I was broke. Flat broke. 30s, maybe to my... Young 20s to mid-30s, I started making my money. But it took me a good six, seven, eight years before I started cracking $100,000, $200,000, $300,000 a year in income. It took me, took me a minute. But if you're out there and you're a guy, you're, you're taking her 
up to date, you're interested, blah, 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 whatever case may be. You meet her on social media, whatever you've been posting on social media, let them know up front. Hey, ask a question. Where would you like to go? I have a kind of, I got, I got a couple places in mind. Where would you like to go? Let her rattle off three, four, five places. At that point, if she has these high level type spots, is at that point, you as a man, you got to nut up and say, listen, bro, sorry for you, but uh, those places are kind of out of my league. If that upsets you, sadly, you're probably not the one for me. And you got to be able to have the strength of courage, strength of fortitude to say, next. Bro, I've tried, not even get into I've tried that three times in like the last four years. I'm like, you know what? Name the top five places that you love to go eat. Tell me. Name them. And right? I did. No. Like, wait, you're telling me that you're not trying to plan the thing? You're not telling me exactly where we're going to go, how we're going to where we're going to meet? You're not going to pick me up. You're not going to send an Uber my way. And if you're going to send an Uber, make sure it's Uber Black. I don't like a man who doesn't, have a, who doesn't have a plan. And the three times that I attempted to, hey, these are the options. Tell me what you like or you don't like or try to be selective on things so that way we can cater to you and your needs. Oh, this is a good point. Completely push you away and say, you know what? No, if you can't plan everything to the T and don't know exactly what it is that a woman wants out of a, out of a date, then don't even try to court me. Three times. Really? So you good for you for encountering yeah. those kind of women, bro. Yeah. In 2024, bro, the, the level of standard oh standard that a lot of these now, women have nowadays. You're making me sound old on this thing, bro. Bro, huh? you're married, By the way, kids, I, I, successful. I'd I, I love to know what you guys think about this, about this process. So you tell me, your dating pool, basically the woman said, if you can't take me out from A to Z, don't even take me on a date. You also need to understand that a lot of the women- I'm, I'm bro, learning to myself. A, a lot of the women that are dating nowadays either have an immense high standard and they have a high ideology of what a feminist is, uh -huh. or they experience a crappy upbringing with their parents. Okay. What, what I would say to this, I, I know where you're going with this. Hit me. Here's my follow-up, because I know we got a, we got a short hour ahead. Um, I'd say this too as well. If those are experiences you have, part of the process too as well, where is your dating pool? Where is the pool of women that you are attracting to have this predisposed understanding of a man's got to play it, plan for A to Z? You know, I, th I think for most people, they're reasonable. I think for most people, they're, you know, if they are looking for a significant, you know, serious relationship, you know, how, how this starts off. And by the way, if a woman judges you already by where you take them or how you look, et cetera, et cetera, man, I'm glad I've, many different stages, I've had money. And, they, and when I was dating, I had money, I had no money. When a woman tried to say, here, 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 that turned me off. And actually eroded my confidence to say, you know what, maybe this is not, the right situation for me. Maybe I shouldn't be dating and maybe I need to be focused on other things like my business. Do you think it's being in the business that you're in right now, married, kid, successful mm -hmm. in the business. Mm -hmm. Do you think it was easier to date when you were single, not broke, broke, but didn't have the money that you have today versus trying to date yes. in the position that you're in yes, right now? Of course. Because now people yeah. see your status, people yeah. see you online yep. and automatically any woman can put on put up a facade mm -hmm. pretending that she likes yeah, it for you. Yeah, by the way, it's a good point. We, we got an uh, interview coming up with Jason Wojo. He's a uh, guy's crushing it in, in digital marketing and advertising. He's 26, 27 years old. He's, mm -hmm. he's yanking about three, four, five million dollars a year. Guy's absolutely crushing it. Yeah. Part of his process is he can't find the right woman because yeah. they see the success online. Exactly. So even more so, the first 50% of your process of being able to riff, deal through the riffraff, you got to go through that. Otherwise, if you say yes to it, then you got to deal with the consequences. But if you say no to it, Next, and here's the thing too as well, in terms of dating, I hate to say, you know, because a lot of people say this and oh, you gotta go through the numbers. Well, just like anything, you gotta go through numbers. You have to be able to say no very quickly, so therefore you don't let yourself down the road. So those of you out there going on Valentine's Day, by the way, Valentine's Day is one of my most loathed holidays. I hate this holiday. 
I hate this holiday. Uh, I got my daughter in here. Uh, Mamie, remember when we went to uh, Benihana's on, on Valentine's Day? I was, I was a single dad. Mm-hmm. So I want to take my kids out to, on a date. And anyway, make a long story short, I want to spurge on my kids on this date. And right away they said, they give, they give us a cold shoulder, right? No, 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 you can't, you can't be here, you can't be here. I, I'm not a single dad with my three kids. I want to take them out to Benihana's. Da, 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 do a thing at Benihana, right? How about you go, whatever case may be, turn us away. By the way, I'll never go back to Benihana ever again. Zero. By the way, Benihana's watching this. Screw you. Matter of fact, I'm going to go buy a Benihana's. Just, you know what? I, I'm not going to buy a Benihana's because that means they're making money off the franchise fee. So zero. But anyway, I'm going to go to another. I'm going to buy a competitor. I'm going to blow up the competitor. That's what I'm going to do. By the way, did you hear about that guy? Just a side, quick, absolute side note. You hear about that billionaire that went to a Bugatti dealership? No. And uh, they, they snubbed him. Right? And so he goes to the Bugatti dealership's competitor and buys a Bugatti from them and goes back to the original Bugatti dealer that snubbed him and says, hey, you just lost out on X amount of dollars commissions. Thank you for judging a book by its cover. So, Benny Hines, thank you for judging a book by its cover. Nonetheless, dating, best of luck to you. Manage expectations up front. That's my advice to you. You agree with me or don't agree with me? Please put in the comment section below. All right, go, let's go to the video you're yeah. talking about. Don't marry pretty face, Jordan. Let's go to that it's video. the realest thing that I've heard on the internet. Wrote a clip. Officer, you know what the worst thing to do is? Realize you grew old with the wrong woman because she was a pretty face. There's two mating strategies Dr. Bus teaches. Long term, short term. From the day you're born as a man, always optimize for long term. Because when you optimize for long term, you'll still get the fun short term. But you might accidentally get a girl pregnant and pregnant forever. And I want to repel the women who are nut like (laughs) Because that beautiful face, that's crazy. I've seen it almost take down every top man. Is not only up but deadly well i tell you what ty lopez he is probably the most intelligent person that's ever gone on fresh and fraud he's probably the most intelligent person by far i mean what he said was logical it wasn't emotional it was rational and reasonable and any man that's married or that is mature enough to want to be in a marriage they can see that what ty lopez said was 100 facts he didn't have to bash women and talk crazy and come up with all these innuendos and anecdotal arguments he literally stated facts and as a man i agree with him a thousand percent you don't want to have the regret of messing with the wrong woman just because she fine with personal experience that happened to me i had a kid with a woman that i said i thought she was just fine didn't realize we had nothing else in common we did not get along whatsoever and now the forever it's gonna be a headache but i think that you know that's something that men should consider don't get married too young just because somebody told you you need to get married you need to be ready to get married you don't need to marry a woman because she's fine because she looks for me my biggest mistakes in my early 20s even in my late teens was number one looks were number one in my book Looks were number one in my book. All I cared about is this chick hot, and am I, am I going to stand out in front of my entire friend circle? And the second mistake that I made was I allowed outside influences influence my decision making when it comes to, to picking a woman. I mm-hmm. cared too much about what people thought about how I looked next to a woman, man. I agree. By the way, I think as we mature as men, by the way, I think <laughs> I laugh because my wife says, you never mature. But I think as we get older, right, and we learn more about life, there's certain things that in your 20s and 30s you worry about, that now in your 40s and 50s you don't worry about. Yeah. Right? And so there's things that you value in your 20s and 30s that later in your 40s and 50s you don't value. So Ty Lopez, if you know who Ty Lopez is, he's the original guy that's in his, uh, in his garage talking about, hey, I'm in my Lambo, you know, selling his courses on, on, mm-hmm. on social media, et cetera, et cetera. So when you're, when you're looking at a guy that's putting, being put in a position of, of who to bring into your life in terms of, of marriage, it, it's, a very, it's a very tricky thing because in your 20s, what are you worried about in your 20s? You're worried about being accepted. You're worried about, you know, 
for lack of a better term, you're looking to be loved, to to obviously freaking get laid. That, that's kind of like a, the disposition of a, of a 20-year-old. That's why I talk about, man, it's, it's you know, sec- listen, the Bible's right here. I can tell you how many spiritual leaders have been taken down because of sex, has been taken down because of lack of uh, sexual morality. This is a manual. The Bible, to me, is a manual on the morality of who to have sex with, who to build relationships how to recover or avoid mistakes. This is the man. That's why I follow this. This is the value and principle. Now, that doesn't make me perfect at all because I'm an imperfect man. I'm just looking to get perfected by following the word, following Jesus, following God, calling him Lord, acting like he's my Lord, not just saying I'm a faith. Somebody, somebody told me uh, a term uh, uh, this weekend. Are you a social Christian? <laughs> like What? So I've never heard that term before. In other words, people say, I'm a Christian. I go to church on Sundays because it's the thing to do. Like your social drinking, like you drink around friends, but you don't really drink at home. I'm just a social drinker because everybody else is doing it. Well, sometimes people are like that with their faith. And I think if you do end up marrying yourself a woman, what happens is I find very quickly, I want to look for the internal beauty of woman because what it says in Proverbs, the beauty of this fades away. Look at a look at a, look look at a rose that you could buy for Valentine's Day. What happens to that rose you buy for Valentine's Day for your lady? What happens seven days later? It's going to wither. That's the same way our looks are going to be. Man's looks, woman's looks. Why? Because gravity just loves our body. Age just loves our body. And hopefully you follow Milton's uh, diet and exercise program and stay healthy and stay loose because motion is lotion. Motion is lotion. I've never heard that one before. Motion is. <laughs> I learned from my chiropractor, but. Uh, the video I want to share with you next is what happens if you pick wrong? Mm. You do have sex. And what Officer Tatum just said in that video is that you end up having a kid. And by the way, Ty Lopez is a guy that if you, in his height of his social media, he's not on social media much today, but he was having girls over at his house. He was having five, five I don't know if he was paying for them to come over, whatever case may be, but he'd had like five, 10, 15, 20 girls at his house at all times. At his house is what we later on found out was a rented house in Beverly Hills. But to hear a guy like that say those things, has Ty Lopez matured? Good. I think most men will end up maturing because life hands them a couple court cases and they get smart very quick as it affects their pocketbook. But let's take a look at the next clip here about what happens when you pick wrong and then there's a divorce and then you got to do the kid exchange. Oh man, I hated weekends as a single dad. Let's take a look at this clip. Now's not the time. You need to come in and we can talk about this, okay? The so kids the, told so me she's got the new baby in hand with the, 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 the her new boyfriend okay, in the back. We'll talk about it in, inside. So stepdad is in the back. I don't, don't want to get out. Do what now? I don't want to get out. The kids I'm sorry. in the car with his I'm sorry. real dad. The, the, you're, you're a child and you don't get to make all the decisions. But you need to get out now. And it's time to come home. Okay. Right. Stepdad's trying to come in and enforce. Oh, shit. No, don't worry about that's, that's a fight right there. You need to come on. I don't want to get out, Mom. I'm sorry? I don't want to get out. I understand. This is called having a blended family. But this is what no this is. It's no longer visitation with uh, your father, and it's time to come home. Okay? So we, right. we can stop right there. So this is going to go on and on and on and on. It's going to go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. On my 50th birthday party, you were there. Yeah. And I was asked to give a talk. 
real quick, I wasn't expecting to talk, but people want to hear me after I got roasted by Swazo and Hansberry. So I did a talk and whatever, I, the spirit just led me and I went to look at my kids. I said, listen, sadly you're paying for your daddy's sins. For lack of control I had in my 20s, for lack of awareness, but at the end of the day, I thank God you're here. You know, my children, I couldn't imagine my life not meeting Melani, not meeting Ruben, not meeting Soledad. I, I don't, couldn't imagine my life not having them in my life. But at the same time, too, as well, because of daddy's mistakes, they're paying for their, they're paying for their dad's sins. So going forward, guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to make every opportunity possible for them as I work. I'm going to bust my tail to make every opportunity for them to have access to, not necessarily as a way for me to repay my mistakes because, you know, it's, I feel I am indebted to them. Not that once I pay my debt, I'm off. But I'm indebted to them because they're my children. I'm indebted to them because they're my legacy. I'm indebted to them because that to me is generational wealth. But does this scenario kind of frighten you when, when you see this type of shit? 100%, bro. Because I, I saw this within my own family. I think I told you this one time that there is not one single person from my mom or my dad's side of the family that aren't divorced. Not one person. So I come from a background of pure divorce. I don't know what a healthy relationship is. I don't know what it looks like to have two parents coming together to try to raise me for the better of good. I don't know what that looks like at all. Hmm. So that's where I'm now seeking the mentorship. I'm looking at other you know, friends of mine, families who are in healthier relationships that I, what I've seen and doing the, doing the work, reading, watching the podcast, listening to the audiobooks, yeah. reading the books so I can be that person when the time comes. Here, here, here uh, if you can look at my screen real quick. Jordan, here's what that looked like for me. Remember that, Mamer? Door opens. Like, the kids don't know what's going on. They're just happy to see their dad. But me, bro, you know what's going on inside of me? Anguish, anger. I'm broken down inside just trying to keep a happy face on the outside so my kids don't feel my negative energy because I missed them all week. Now I get to see them on the weekend. As soon as the door opens, they're solid out. Right? This is my Chrysler 300 that later got repoed. <laughs> right? Taking this picture. I'm, this, this, is, this is what drop-off looks like. Yeah, it may look nice on the outside. We're smiling because I'm happy to be with them. But you know what sucks up? So when I pick them up, guess what I got to do later on? A couple days. Got to drop them off. So I was in a court system for years. For years. Doing my part as a single dad. And then we finally took this picture. Right? We finally took this picture. And my daughter's laughing at everybody right now because we, we finally took this picture here now that they're older. And guess where we took this picture? <laughs> we took this picture at 55 West Washington, Daly Center, downtown Chicago. You know why? Because that's family court. We took this picture as soon as our court case finally got stamped, done, it's over with, let's get it behind us. Look at the relief on my kid's face. I said, babes, we're going to take receipts. Let's take a picture right here at the damn courtroom. Mamie, can you come in real quick? Sweetheart? How you doing, baby? Hmm? How, how, how do you feel when you see this picture? Oh, man, that brings huh? a memory. Huh? That whole era was... What, was. what was the look on your face? What was that expression? I was like, thank the heavens, we're here. I don't know where to leave this hell. Because you know why? The court system put my kids through the court system. I had to hire, a court, I had to hire an attorney for them uncomfortable conversations with depositions, all that bullshit. You want to, you, listen, they paid for daddy's sins. I apologize for my kids that ever have to deal with that type of shit again. And for here going for the best thing I could do is show them a better example of how to make better relationships in their life by showing that I honor my wife, 
I honor my children. I honor all my obligations, so therefore their lives could be much better. Love you, sweetheart. Oh, you. Okay. Horrific moments, man. But thank God that look, thank God it's over. By the way, that was 2019. That was 2019? 2019, bro. That's the year. 2019, bro. Right before the pandemic. That's the year I met you. It's the year I met you, bro. Yeah. That's right. That, what a wonderful year, 2019. Wow. And, but before that, this. Look how, look, how long, look how young they were. All those years in court. Is that what you want to do? You want to pick wrong? You want to pick a pretty face? And I pick pretty character? I'd rather pick beautiful character over pretty face any day. And I think any man worth their weight in, in understanding relationships will also agree with me on that. A woman that can take care of you, that can honor you, that can respect you, that can anticipate your needs, and vice versa, you do the same to her. What a great relationship. By the way, I'm not saying that that process is perfect at all because I was the worst at it, man. I'm working on it and I'm now realizing with Christ in the middle and that value and principle in the middle, that's the value system we can rest on. Guess what? No games and trust is then gained. Like I don't have to worry about putting locators on my wife's freaking app, et cetera, et cetera. So nonetheless, what are your thoughts? Put it, please put it in the comment section below. Whew, what a heavy that way to start. <laughs> what, a heavy way to start. <laughs> what a heavy way to start. Right. Um, what do you want to do next? Um, let's do, um, got that done, got that done. Let's, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about, uh, okay, what to do. I'm going to be empowered right now. I want, I want, to have a good, have a good topic. Let's put on Pitbull, what Pitbull's uh, opinion on is because, okay, Matt, I get it. I need to empower myself. I need to economically empower myself. I need to provide. I need to protect. I need to feel confidence as a man. I need to feel confidence as a, as a provider, as, as, as a household. So what does Pitbull say for those that journey on entrepreneurship and you're going through the door of opportunity, you're going through the door of potentially instant gratification as a managing expectation. Let's take a look at what Pitbull had to say about the journey of entrepreneurship. I've got is somebody that, that changed my life. It was a t first of all, it was the teacher that gave me the invitation to the video shoot at a DMX featuring Dragon Rough Riders video shoot in '98. And it was Irv Gotti that when I finished battling Dragon, he came up and like, "Hey, let me ask you something. You the one? And mind you, I'm doing this very candidly because Irv is very animated. He's like, "Yo, <laughs> yeah, you know, Irv, Irv, yeah, Irv's like, yo, come here, man, come here, man, you know." And he's like, "You the, you the one causing all this ruckus up here?" And mind, I'm 17, 18 years old. And I said, "Yeah." He said, "Do you uh, you write music?" I said, "Nah, I just I just freestyle." He said, "Yeah, that freestyling is great, but it don't make no money." Mm. And that was the light bulb. Boom. And I said, man, I got to start writing music. So it was due to Irv that I started writing music. That's crazy. And then he gave me my first chance. He said, hey, if you make it up to New York, I promise you uh, a chance in the booth. You know, I had just started writing. And about a year later, I was hitting Irv, hitting Irv. I kept hitting him up and hitting him up. And finally, he said, if you make it up to New York, which I went up in a Greyhound. And I stayed, Ooh, I stayed in that. Washington Heights, stayed on, on one of my dogs, you know, one of the floors, slept on his floor for about two weeks. They taught me how to take the train, went to go see him in the studio where Jay-Z was recording. I think it was Hard Knock Life 3, if I'm not mistaken, Volume 3, or Blueprint. That's what he was performing, I mean, recording. And Irv was working on the Murder, Inc. project. I walk in there, and Irv makes beats. He's a producer. Mm -hmm. He's the one that brought Jay-Z, Ja Rule, and DMX to Def Jam. Gotcha. Okay? So I go in there, then. It's, uh, it's uh, Damon John there who uh, created FUBU. So here's what a lot of people don't want to do when it comes to entrepreneurship. Guess what he did? He took the Greyhound from Miami to New York and was willing to stay in the projects at Washington Heights. On someone's floor. Right? Yeah. On someone's floor. For two weeks. 
a lot of people aren't willing to do that, man. They think yeah. that entrepreneurship is a wonderful thing, awesome thing, get rich quick, whatever the case may be. Because oftentimes, opportunity will look you right in the face and say, do you want it? It doesn't even look like an opportunity. Why? Because it involves work. And it causes you to be comfortable being uncomfortable, out of your comfort zone, to get on the bus, travel to New York, do, do these things. And then, I think I like, I like, I like the wisdom he gave him, Irv Gotti, Yo Gotti gave him. He says, listen, you rap, but you freestyle, but you're not writing things down. You're yeah. not writing songs. So, so he showed him how to monetize his talent. How to monetize your talent, not take advantage of getting in the studio, but there's some sacrifice that needs to be done. Imagine he never does that. Imagine Mr. Worldwide never gets created. Mr. 305 never gets created. A lot of these opportunities, he never performs at PHP, mm. right? Because he, he was interviewed at, at, at PHP and during the pandemic. And by the way, side note to Pitbull, he was so impressed by what we did at PHP Agency because Ricky Aguilar interviewed him. Guess what Pitbull does? People are so enamored about what we're doing PHP Agency and helping the multicultural middle class with finance, with entrepreneurship. Guess he does. He emails Ricky, says, I want you to throw a contest for the next 30 days. I'm going to give you $10,000 to award to your top guys. Out of my own pocket, I'm going to give you ten grand to award to your top guys and run contests for the next 30 days. Here's, here's the money. Oh, shit. <laughs> that's people for you. What's your thoughts? I think that's why it's very important to be able to have a, a, a network of people who see the gifts, the value that you bring to the table. Because here's the thing, man, when you grow up in, in a in an environment where you don't see a future past your mm -hmm. current situation, correct? There's levels to this. There's le there's uh, survival, there's comfort, there's abundance, and there's excess. A lot of people are always stuck at survival between survival and comfort, survival and comfort, survival and comfort. And it takes a level of, of a push. It takes a certain network to get you past comfort into abundance, into excess. But you're never going to be able to get that unless you have someone telling like, dude, I see it in you. You have it in you. You just need to get out of your own head, cancel out those limiting beliefs, step into the identity that you're meant to have yep. and understand there it's going to suck. It's going to, it's not going to feel good. I'm going to call you out on your bullshit consistently, but don't take it offensively. Here's the thing. That's, that's, that's one of the biggest things nowadays. People can't be coached. People get extremely offended when you're, when you're trying to coach them. This guy here, Matt, I've been coaching him since 2019. And I created this leaders board about two months ago for all my clients. Um, and I have like the top five at the end of every month. And we use Power BI to calculate everything. Power BI, we yeah. use Power BI. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. So my, my clients now are on, on top of their shit now. And they're like, holy crap, this is amazing. So I always have a top two within my client base. And top two of them are actually are PHP people. But what they don't know is that, guys, you guys are working your asses off. And you guys are reaching top one, top two, top three. But at the end of the day, his name's not on here. But the person who's actually top one, who's been consistently top one since I started this, this uh, uh, leaders board is Matt. And they're like, well, what is he doing that we're not doing? I'm like, this guy's in the position that he is financially. He has two books. He's a, he's a father. He's, he's a husband. He has all these things going on. But yet he's still to this day. And I'm going to tell you, he's at the gym, bro. To this day, he's the most coachable person that mm -hmm. I've ever met. Man's worth multi-million dollars. Still very coachable. Man can literally hire the best chef in the world. Man FaceTimes me when he's at a restaurant about to eat. Man can literally hire the top notch uh, dietitian in the entire world to tell him, give him advice. Man hits me up and like, hey, what do you think about this? What, what do you think about this? He's coming to me consistently. And whenever I call him out on his bullshit, he is receptive and he doesn't get offended. He decides to quit or leave the, uh, leave my you know my brand or leave my side just because I'm calling him out on his bullshit. But then you have these people who, are, who have low identity, immediately get offended, yeah. immediately decide to leave, immediately decide to take it too personal, and then next month, coach can't work with you anymore. I'm sorry, there's too much for me to handle. Or yeah. they just ghost you. Yeah. So yeah. I commend this guy. 
Like you guys see him on these shows, you guys see him consistently interviewed, but yet to this day, he's one of the most coachable people that I've worked with, man, to this I day. I appreciate it, bro. Much love, man. Oh, man. Much love. Well, the thing is, what, if I'm gonna hire you, am I hiring a yes man? Yeah. Right, think about this. If, if I'm yeah. hiring you as my trainer, I'm looking for somebody to train me. Yeah. So, so when somebody hires you, they give you feedback and pushback and what you said you wanted to accomplish, then why are you giving a coach a hard time? Matter of fact, um, how many times you put a certain set or weight on there, I'm looking at that set, I'm looking at the way like, what the hell is this? I can't live that. Or you tell me to do a rep range, like one time you told me to do 50 reps, three sets in a row, 50 reps, and it was a heavy weight too. I'm like, how the hell am I gonna do 50 freaking reps? So it wasn't for me to say yes or no, it was how to. Yeah. So that's how I train my brain. And I'm not there in, at the gym to complain, I'm like, how do I figure this shit out? Because how you do one thing is how you can do everything. And so if, if you are wanting to improve your, your business, you gotta be able to take feedback and know that somebody's not calling you out, they're calling you up. Let, let's look at the next clip here with, uh, with Pitbull. What do you say too about that journey too as well? You're in the world of instant gratification, forget about entrepreneurship. Cause what comes quick leaves quicker. Woo. Entrepreneurship and hustling is about a slow, but, but a, a for show. show. <laughs> That's what you want. Don't let these boys fool you and make you think that something just happens that quick. You gotta understand, there's no magic to this, there's no secret sauce, no secret formula. Hard work pays off. You put in the time, and time will pay you back. But if you think one way or another you're just gonna microwave some kind of opportunity slash entrepreneurship or, or, or business and startup, and you think it's gonna pay you back like that, it's gonna pay you exactly what you did. Exactly. 100%. I can attest that. I've seen so many people before their breakthrough quit. I, right before they're about to turn the corner, I see them taking another level of momentum. They're about to score. It's like somebody had a fast break. They finally get kicked out on the wing. They're dribbling, 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 and they never go shoot. They never lay up. They never dunk it. They trip. They fall. They travel. And what's worse about it, they don't get back on defense to get the ball back. And they go from opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. In the book, Outwitting the Devil. And he's the author's interviewing the devil. The devil says, I love people that drift. This, that, this, that, this, that. It could be businesses. It could be relationships that we've been talking about earlier. It could be churches. Mm -hmm. It could be groups. It could be trainers. Drift, 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 drift. He goes, I love those guys because those guys, I get to confuse because they don't realize their greatness. Utilize your greatness. Don't realize it. And so if you have an opportunity to present, I, I, was, I was mentioning my training last night. Uh, uh, Chris and Luke are here from training last night. I, I mentioned that in 25 years of me doing business, how many companies have, have I been with? Three. And one of them has been my own. And currently right now, I'm not even in my own company. I'm building my brand and company within a company. What does that tell you about me not drifting? And I didn't realize it. I could have drifted into real estate. I could have drifted into tax. I could have drifted into other things. I stuck with insurance. And thank God I did. Because I wouldn't be at where I am today. Now, because I stuck with insurance, my cash flow has been not been the cash flow. It's been an Amazon river right now that I can invest into other things. A lot of people drift too fast or driving to multiple streams and going too quickly, make your first million. That's why this is called the seven figure squad because your life will change at seven figures. I promise you, oh, it's nice for you to say, guys, I've been at $50,000 a year, $20,000 a year, $100,000 a year. I promise you, however you think being financially free and financially independent is, it's greater than what you think. The pillow's soft. You wake up with pride and courage and excitement. You know, my, my daughter's here. There's a much different conversation with my, when I was broke, my, I was raising my daughters 
My son, much different kind. Get out there, let's go. Get your bags, we're late. <laughs> right, babe. Triggered. But at least we did affirmations on the way to they drop off to school. My son now, Jordan is at home, do your natural disasters. He's like, he's going to learn his natural disasters. Earthquake, storm, wildfires, avalanche, volcano. Oh, anyway, make a long story short. I'm kissing my kids on the way out versus stressing my kids on the way up to work. So on your journey to entrepreneurship, don't bite the bullet. I'm thinking that it's instant gratification. Here, here's another example. Did you watch the, uh, the Super Bowl? We're going to talk about the Super Bowl here next. Yeah. Did you see the halftime show? I did. Okay. Um, it was like karaoke hour for the halftime show. We had a blast during the halftime show. Anyway, this young lady was brought out by Usher, and she's playing the guitar. Her. Her. Oh, man. Right? She's half black, half Filipino. Did you know that? She's half Filipino, bro. Gorgeous. Filipino, Filipino. Gorgeous right in the house, baby. Awesome. So here's the thing, though. She's 26 years old, but she's been performing since she was seven. Let's take, let's take a look at, um, actually, you know what? I, I, I actually have the Instagram here. There is nothing to take a look at. Let me take a look at the Instagram um, dealio here of her with um, uh, being shown on, I'll find it here. Three, two, one, where are you? Uh, where is it? Oh, I thought I had it here. But her, where are you? It's right above, uh, she, she keeps ordering $40 drinks. Uh, Dating. Is that here? Right here. Boom. There you go. So she's, um, if you can zoom my screen, there it is. Okay. There it is. Her. Look at her. Uh, nine years old on the left picture. She's performing, singing the national anthem for the 49ers. 20 some years later, what's she doing now? Perform with Usher on stage. Why? Because she's stuck with it. No instant gratification. All of her friends are having good times and evenings and weekends and Fridays, whatever case. Guess what? I probably bet you she was doing. She's practicing, 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 practicing. Oh my gosh. Practice, practice, practice. More power to you. So proud of you, her. Thank you for showing that you keep doing the same thing over and over for the next 20 years. Then you become an instant overnight success. You want to be instant, instantly gratified? Work at it for 20 years. <laughs> what a great example. Sadly, here's the thing. People overestimate what they can do short-term and underestimate what they can do long-term. Only in the doing can you find opportunity and find ways to adjust. I can never get Milton to get me to the level of physical motion and going over and battling through my injuries unless he gets me exercising and, 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 and dieting. And by the way, if, I just want to let you know I've cut back on my Chips Ahoy um, consumption. That's, that's been an ongoing battle for five years. Down for 12, 12 cookies a day. I'm down to one. This motherfucker. In the morning. <laughs> <laughs> How's your sleep? Uh... Bro, I actually slept for six hours today. No shit. I'm bro. It's for those of you watching who, who think that <laughs> six hours isn't much, when I first met this guy, this man, this man was sleeping between two and a half to three and a half hours a night. So this is progress for a lot of people. I'm moving, bro. This progress. Small incremental steps. Why? You, you scared me saying about my, my blood pressure. Like my, my blood pressure needs to. That's a real thing. It's a real thing. So, you know. Have you ever considered, uh, have you ever considered doing like a three-day fast, or like a water fast? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about this. Let's now. talk about a water fast. You, you talked about a water fast earlier because uh, I, I was feeling bloated in my gut. Yeah. So talk to me. So two things they want to do for the health and wellness aspect. And there'll be quick 30-second talking points. One will be a three-day water fast challenge. And the other thing will be in the spirit of Valentine's Day for gentlemen out there who are going to um, spice their evening up. A couple foods that you guys want to consume. So that way you guys make sure you guys are in a right position at the right time. And you guys can uh, have endurance throughout the entire night. But let's start with the three-day water fast. Uh, it's been a very popular thing nowadays where... Uh, people are talking about intermittent fasting, 24-hour fasting, week-long fasting, Daniel fasting, all kinds of fasts. 
But there's a water fast that I actually have a couple of my clients on currently right now. They're actually in your business. Okay. Um, and they're all doing a three-day water fast. Three days of nothing but water, not even caffeine. And I just want to be able to share the, um, the benefits of it where you can carry it over to weight loss, brain function, and increased growth hormone. So start off with three-day water fast. You, you, you can start on a Monday or whatever day you want to start off on. It's completely up to you. So the mechanism for, for the first uh, benefit, which is weight loss, is during the water fast, your body switches from using glucose to stored fats as a primary energy source, leading to a reduction in body weight. This process is known as ketosis, which is why a lot of people preach on the keto diet, which helps in rapid weight loss. Will your, your muscle be more defined? Will you get more cut? You lose a lot of, you, you, you yeah, in, in, in short, yes. Okay. In short, yes. Uh, the significant calorie defic uh, deficiency uh, directly results in rate reduction as the body consumes stored energy, aka the fat in your body. The second benefit is boosted brain function, which a lot of entrepreneurs do not have, which is why it's really hard for them to process, really hard for them to stay alert, really hard for them to actually do what they're supposed to do in the office, have the influence, have the leadership, have the energy because their brain is not functioning. Your mind and your brain are two completely, comp completely different components. And if you don't take care of your brain, you're going to be in a really shitty spot because that also impacts your mood and impacts the amount of energy you give to your people. So fasting increases the production of brain-derived uh, neurotrophic factors, a protein that supports brain health. It also promotes neurogenesis, which is a growth of new neurons, which we need, and strengthens, strengthens neural connections. Really? The fasting? Fasting, water, so your, your water. synapses start growing. Correct. Oh, the wow. impact is these effects can enhance cognitive function, improve memory and learning, and may protect against Alzheimer's disease and depression for all those people out there who are suffering from that. And okay, so now another thing why uh, uh, water fasting is very beneficial especially if you're doing nothing but water. The thing is, man, a lot of times we tend to consume high amounts of sugar in our coffees. We tend to consume things that cause inflammation in our bodies. Now, when we consume things that cause inflammation in our bodies, it's not just a, a single a singular place that we have inflammation. And we have inflammation as a whole, that means our brain also has inflammation. If our brain has inflammation, that means that our, our, our vessels are restricted and we have less blood flow to our brain, so mm -hmm. less uh, blood, uh, less function to our brain. But now we go on a three-day water fast and we're cleansing ourselves and we're reducing inflammation. Now we're having more oxygenated blood going to our brain, which our brain tends to function better. We have better cognitive, better mood, uh, better mood and the better way of processing. And then the third one for a lot of my men, uh, increases growth hormone levels. Fasting dramatically increases uh, HGH, which play a vital role in growth, body composition, cell repair, and metabolism. Higher levels of HGH during a fast contributes to fat loss, muscle preservation, and improved metabolic rates. My fear in doing this is that I thought my muscle was going to break down. It's not the case? If you do it for a long period of time, let's just say you do a 30-day fast. I know oh. a lot of um, uh, religious folks tend to do like 40-day fast mm -hmm. to mimic uh, certain mm -hmm. things that the boss uh, speak on. But if you do a three-day fast or you do a 24-hour fast and maybe like two, three days in between each 24-hour fast, you should be totally fine. It actually does a lot more for you than what you think. So do I add bone broth? Because I, th I saw Dana White doing bone broth. What I usually do with my clients on the second and third day in the afternoons when they add the bone broth. Okay. The, the uh, second and third day. But now, uh, for a lot of you guys, again, once again, in, in, in the spirit of Valentine's Day, for those of you who are going out there and celebrating Valentine's Day. It's fast right now. It's save on budget. I'm, I'm Valentine's night. Boom. Uh, dinner. <laughs> so for the gentleman in this room and Mr. Matt. Say, babe, we're going to fast. There you go. Here are some, <laughs> here, here are some foods that are going to better your romantic evening to make sure you go harder um, at the right times. Uh, 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 is that like a pun intended in there? No. Nope. Go harder? Massively uh, pun intended. Okay. Pun, uh, pun intended. Okay. So. Just double checking for the Christians that are watching. Here are five foods you can consume tonight or during the day today that will lead up to your night of romance. Dark chocolate, watermelon, pomegranate, oysters, and avocado. Why? Because they're high in zinc. 
high in L-citrulline, magnesium, vitamin D3, and vitamin B complex, and vitamin E, which will which all of them are major, major components in having a great time with your significant other. But now, you're going to also be consuming high amounts of calories tonight, which I completely understand if you do. Before you go um, out and splurge with your spouse, and you go to these nice fancy restaurants, or you try to, you're going out to the sushi place trying to imp- impress the shorties. I said shorties, that's pretty Chicago of me. Yeah. <laughs> um, the one, one, one of the approaches that I, I suggest you take before you go out tonight is go catch a workout. There are three kinds of workouts that you can, can do that will increase your testosterone levels for my men. Do some form of hit uh, workout today, 35, 45 minutes. Do heavy lifting, especially for your lower body. Today, it will be a leg day. Make sure that after you, do, you finish with your leg day, you recover the proper way so you're not catching a cramp mid, um, what would you call it, uh, mid thrust. Because I, I know a lot of gentlemen out there have had that issue when they're in the middle of the action trying to um, help their right? wives get into position, their hamstrings right? start cramping up. Right? And yes, the final one is sex. Now, here's the thing, guys. If you've been, and I'm, I'm saying for the married folks out there, but if you've been married for X period of time, sometimes you guys just do sex just to, if, to feel good, but you're not actually getting creative anymore. A lot of men just want to feel, and sorry for, for my for my reference, but a lot of men just want to get a quick nut. And unfortunately, a lot of men don't put in as much effort as they used to when they first started dating that person. So a lot of people say, oh, yes, I have sex. I'm burning calories. No, you're burning calories if you're actually putting in the work and finding new ways to actually have perform these activities with your significant other. And a form of sex you can actually look into is called Kama Sutra. Kama Sutra is a form of, is the art of sex. And in that uh, teaching, you will learn multiple ways of having sex that will actually help you burn more calories and keep your um, your sexual life alive. Cool. So Speaking of sexual life alive. Fuck. By the way, how many guys gonna try this? I want to try this fast, man. I want to try this fast. Three day water fast. What's what's the best days for me to try this fast? On day, on days where you're not using your brain much, which is every day basically, right? So maybe Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Wednesday. Okay, I'm gonna try that. By the way, for those of you gonna attempt this water fast here on this Valentine's Day, put timestamps on. Let's keep receipts. Put in the comment section below if you're gonna attempt this water fast. I'll I'll do my best. Next time we do this podcast, I'll have attempted the water water fast. Yeah. So. Um, I'm tra- by the way, I'm going on a two-month book tour. Every weekend for the next two months, I'll be gone in a different city and state. We'll put the details for my book tour for the Gotcha Book Tour. How to avoid the five gotchas of money. I'll be in uh, Carrollton, Maryland, this Saturday. I'll be in Orlando the next weekend. I'll be in Memphis the following week. I'll be in um, Fort Lauderdale. Then I'll be in uh, Atlanta. I'll be in uh, San Antonio. So there's many different places. Please check my Instagram at Money Smart Guide to find out my tour stops. And also the description center here. Uh, description of this episode for my tourist house, but uh, I also want to bring up to, back back to the Super Bowl and back to relationships. Taylor Swift brought a ton of money to the NFL for dating Travis Kelsey, and so um, uh, uh, Newsweek called me up and said, hey, "Matt, what's your opinion?" So if we can take a look at my uh, my computer, uh, Taylor Swift has made the Chiefs this much richer as well as the NFL. Uh, she has brought us approximately $331.5 million to the NFL in terms of brand value. A lot of people got eyeballs onto the NFL that normally would not have watched football had it not been for them following Taylor Swift. You know, Taylor Swift is this young lady. She went on a um, tour earlier this year or uh, last year, and she brought, I believe, over $6 billion to the U.S. economy because people are buying $1,500 tickets to see her freaking show. Uh, she's also named Times Person of the Year, uh, much to the chagrin of Donald Trump. Um, as for Kelsey, he's a record-breaking tight end at the top of his game. Won a, won a Super Bowl championship this past Sunday. Very proud of him, proud of the Chiefs. 
Um, this is a picture of them just enjoying that moment on the field. But uh, I gave a bit of warning to Travis Kelsey. Taylor Swift has made a career pulling on the heartstrings of women that have been broken in relationships. Breakups, divorces, it sounds like a country song, right? But she's the woman version of it. But she's made a living writing songs about breakups. So my warning here, they quoted me here in Newsweek, Swift has brought her fans who never watched or cared about football and those she influences to the NFL. Watch out, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey, watch out. I'm pretty sure you've heard this already in the locker room. She's created a massive fan base writing songs about breakups, and she's just getting better. Hopefully not at your expense. Imagine the next song she writes. I was dating a, tri- I was dating a tight end. Now he's a wide receiver. <laughs> there's, Man. There's not one song that I know. That I don't know. Nobody knows. I, like, do you I'm know many Swift. Taylor Swift songs yeah, that don't Swift. involve breakups? She's not a Swiftie. Oh, tough. But speaking of which, the Super Bowl. <laughs> Kanye West, speaking of breakups, <laughs> Kanye West is getting his life back together, sadly through not only his divorce, through Kim Kardashian. By the way, you saw the drama between Kim Kardashian and, and Kanye West trying to pick up his own kids? And, and the, 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 her boyfriend that she brings into the mix? That's been a bit of drama there. But anyway, Kanye West is back in the media. Why? Because he spent $7 million on a Super Bowl ad. And it's funny how his ad actually projected. It's not an ad that you would think. So if you haven't seen it, let's take a look at Kanye West's Super Bowl ad. Hey, y'all, this is Ye- him look. And it's my commercial. And since we spent all the money on the commercial spot, we actually didn't spend any money on the actual commercial. But the idea is I want you to go to easy.com, Y-E-E-Z-Y.com. And I'm gonna write it at the bottom of the screen. And I got some shoes. And mm, that's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. No script, nothing. Just went like this. Bro, brilliant. Brilliant. Listen, this just tells you that all the beautification and scripting and the production of an effective ad has got nothing to do with that. It's whether or not people connect with you. Yeah. People still connect with Kanye. That's both his brand over time. Yeah, he's yeah. Brother, yeah, from Chicago, doing his thing in his car, not even focused in. And uh, yeah, that's that's how he finishes off the camera. No call to action. Just go to easy.com, blah, 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 blah. And so uh, that was my initial reaction. I was like, freaking brilliant, man. Way to keep recreating yourself and building yourself back up. And as a result, he sold $19.7 million of shoes the following day. So he invested $7 million. He invested $0 in production. He's the ad. He's the commercial. Gets back 19 million. Would you spend 7 million to get 19.7 million? 100%. Scared money don't make money. 100%. So that's why a lot of people, there's a lesson there too also with Kanye West. Got to invest in your business. Take a shot on you. Deion Sanders says, I always bet on 21 Black. <laughs> bet on you. Bet, this is your time for you to invest into your business. Take a lesson with Kanye West. Recreate yourself. Keep fighting forward. The thing I would hear also is be ready. Be ready for opportunity. He put up a simple website, puts it up, in spite of what's going on. Let's take a look at this article back to my screen. Kanye West is no longer a billionaire after being dumped by Adidas, but he's still worth $400 million. So he's, he's still plugging money. He's not a billionaire anymore, yeah. but he's still making money. What's your thoughts on this? It's a good opportunity. And I think that, that, that's one thing about being able to build your brand. I, from what I've seen, from what I've experienced, people push products, people push services, not knowing that 
the thing that's going to carry you further out is your personal brand, the way you carry yourself, the way you are with people, the way you represent yourself and the amount of value that you bring to people's lives. And it's not the service, it's not the product, that's the byproduct of who you are. And if you put your name in front of it, it's gonna be able to bring forth so much more fruit if you invest a lot more time into yourself versus the external things that you're providing to people. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's brilliant. And Kanye, if you go back to my screen, Kanye West is still worth a lot of money because he invested into assets, like his music catalog, buying his masters, right? Extensive real estate, uh, can you look at my screen one more time? Extensive real estate portfolio and, and numerous vehicles, is, that's where his assets are still at. So he's got money. Even though his, he's trying to rebuild his cash flow, which is people buying, buying his products, he's buying his cash flow, his catalog, because he's still dependent upon royalties on that, but he's recreating himself. Which, speaking of another celebrity, let's talk about Michael Jackson. News early last week said that Michael Jackson's estate is selling 50% of his ownership of Sony ATV back to Sony. I commented on this in 2009, sadly, when Michael Jackson passed away. Can we cue uh, Jordan to uh, minute 147 of my YouTube channel, of my media appearance back in 2009? Let's take a look at this. Here. Well, there's, you, you have another tip here that something that Michael actually did right. It says, invest and reinvest your profits to buy assets. You said off of his bad album, what did he do with those, the money he made off of that? One of the greatest investments he had, which is one of his greatest assets that he owns today, he, he used $47.5 million to purchase ATV Music in 1985. 10 years later, Sony comes to, get to him with a merger deal and says, listen, Michael, we want to merge together with your John Lennon, Paul McCartney, and Beatles albums, together our Sony album and create Sony ATV Music. They pay him $150 million to sweeten the deal, which wow. he did. Today, that asset is worth anywhere from $390 million to $1 billion. So good job with Mike on that. So for us, are you saying what? When okay, you we can stop there. Money? So he, took, so he made, makes money on bad. What do most people do with money? You blow it, yeah. especially celebrities, right? Especially people who never came for money before you make a splash of cash, boom, you blow it. What did he do? He took $47.5 million and bought the music catalog involving the Beatles, involving the Jonas Brothers, and created a merger with Sony ATV, <clears throat> which at that time, when I did this video, it was 2000, that's 15 years ago. Okay, 15 years ago in June. They gave him $150 million. Sadly, when Michael Jackson passed away, he was broke. He only had $400,000 in his checking account. The only thing that's paying him is his ownership in the catalog. Mm -hmm. Ownership of the Beatles. Ownership of, of uh, um, um, the Jonas Brothers. Um, so when you're looking at this deal today, if you look at my screen again uh, one more time, Jordan, please. Thank you. So now, I mentioned that 15 years ago, it's worth between $390 million to $1 billion. Well, Sony says it's worth about $1.2 billion. So the, the, the family, the Jackson siblings, the executors of the state, the trustees of the state, are putting it up for sale now. So they're saying, okay, we don't want the royalties anymore on a yearly basis. We just want the upfront cash in lieu of the yearly royalties. Which is 1.2. So they're taking, they're selling for $600 million, $600 million. By the way, if you own this asset, what would you do? Would you keep seeing the growth of it or, or would you just cash out right now in 2024? I'd, I'd probably, from my lack of knowledge of the music industry, I'd probably keep it. Or out of ignorance, I'd probably sell it, right? But in, I don't know, 75 million annually. So this brings in, okay, um, Sources say the current deal includes nine Jackson authored songs in My Jack Publishing Catalog, which also includes approximately 250 songs, Sly the Family Stone, Jerry Lee Lewis, Jackson, Chris Mayfield, Ray Charles, Perseus Legend, Dion. What a cool album in music royalties. Chris, you're a music producer. Imagine if you own this catalog of the Jonas Brothers, 
of, uh, of, uh, of Percy Sledge, Curtis Mayfield, Sly and the Family Stone. Last February, found a story we represented that Billboard estimated the iconic artist's estate earns $75 million annually. So sell it today for 600 mil. Or keep it long-term for 75 mil. Or keep it long-term for 75 mil. Keep it long-term, brother. I wonder why they're selling it. I don't know why they're selling it. The Jackson estimate, however, did not take into account that this popularity appears to be growing as a streaming marketplace expands. Because the question is, do you think his catalog is going to be more today or more tomorrow? Sales and streams of Jackson's music grew steadily from 1.07 million uh, 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 album equivalent units in 2020, up 37%. By the way, for those of you that weren't raised with Michael Jackson, do you still listen, do you listen to Michael Jackson music because your parents are a cousin or a family member? I promise you Michael Jackson music is still around in family homes today. So outside the United States, Jackson is arguably even more popular. In 2023, consumption of music grew across the world by 38.3%. So uh, there's a Jackson biopic being released. It's on Netflix right now and uh, Amazon right now. You guys can check it out. But I don't know, man. 600 million today or 75 million for the rest of your life and growing for the rest of your life. But you also have to ask how many, I get it, but how many people are splitting true. cash? That's true. You know, and what kind of lifestyles are they living? That's true. Who, who's behind on their bills within that family? So here's the thing. They're taking $600 million now, but half they still own. Yeah. So they're getting what, 30, what's, what's half of 75 million? 36, 36 point, 36 point two five. Mm. So they're still getting half of the, Royalties, not yeah. not the full seventy five. So maybe they're you know here's what I would re- how's, here's what I would really do. I go to Goldman Sachs and take out a loan. Uh, Goldman Sachs, my collateral is my ownership in Sony ATV. Why? Because when you take out a loan, guess how much of that six hundred million dollars is taxable? Zero. That's the jack move. Jackson Family Estate. I am for hire. MGS at MoneySmartGuy.com. Hit me up. It's, that's that's the end. way you it's do it. End. By the way, all these guys that own stock options, I own stock options. Uh, a company just bought us out a couple years ago. I got millions of dollars in stock options. I'm not selling that one bit. The, you know the Jack move is? I loan. So uh, nonetheless, um, let's, uh, let's wrap up with uh, one last thing. Um, car payments, okay? Uh, people are getting crushed right now on car payments. Can, can we uh, watch this one last video here about people's car payments at this car dealership? What are people paying for these, for the cars. Maurice, what car do you drive and what's your car payment? I have a 2016 Porsche Cayman and I don't have a payment. Good for him. Hey Lee, what car do you drive and what's your car payment? I drive a 2004 PT Cruiser. My payment is $699 a month. Unreal. Hey Melvin, what car do you drive and what's your car payment? I have a 2016 Tesla Model S and I'm paying right around $650. Hey Rainier, what car do you drive and what's your car payment? Uh, 1972 Cutlass Supreme, uh, $500 a month. Okay. Hello, what car do you drive and what's your car payment? I drive a Jeep Wrangler, Rubicon, and my car payment is a grand. Hey, Bussin, what car do you drive and what's your car payment? I drive a 1999 Toyota Corolla and my car payment is zero and I love it. Good for I you. I love that for you. <laughs> hey, Brad, what car do you drive and what are your car payments? Uh, well, I'm a car enthusiast. I drive several cars and I can't say what the payments are, but I have a, a, he's a, he's a embarrassed. 400. Because uh, it's probably more than what he can afford. 23 Defender V8. Uh, and a uh, uh, 23 Audi uh, nice. Econ RS. Yeah. Love but that. I will not say what the payments are. They're all, they're all brand hey, new Ronnie, cars. What car do you drive and what's your car payment? 
I drive a Nissan Altima. My payment's eight fifty. <laughs> hey, Michael, what car do you drive, and what's your car payment? I drive a Beamer, and it's paid for. Mm -hmm. Good for you. Hey, Patrick, what car do you drive, and what's your car payment? I don't have one. I have a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. Never trust Patrick, a guy that sells cars, but do you drive, and what's your car payment? Doesn't own one. I drive a twenty fifteen Corvette, and I don't have a car. Yeah. So, all right, let me cut to the chase, and we're short on time. How much should your car payment be? By the way, what's, what's comfortable for, what was comfortable for you when you were working for UFC? <laughs> Shit, anything under $400, man. Yeah, anything under 400 bucks. Yeah. So no more than 10 to 50% of yeah. your annual income should go to a car payment. So in other words, if you're making $30,000 a year, $40,000 a year, 10% of $30,000 is three grand. That's two fifty a month. If you're making $50,000 a year, no more than $5,000 a year should go to your car payment. It's, uh, it's, what, it's roughly you know, four, four, you know, 466 a month. So keep your finances in check. Now people say, well, man, I, you see the cars today? So here's what I'll tell you. I always buy my cars. Look, I bought a couple of Rolls Royces, Cadillac Escalade, you name it, Mercedes Benz, BMWs. I always buy my cars five years old. More so, these guys are working for a dealership where they're working for somebody. Yeah. When you're an employee, you can't write off your car payment because you're not using it for business purposes. But if you have a side business, a side hustle, it doesn't necessarily need to be profitable, but if you have a side hustle, guess what you can engage that car for? Service into that business. And once you assign your personal vehicle for business use, guess what now? You unlock a whole nother level of tax codes and tax deductions to your personal income. So therefore, the four, five, six, $800 a month car payment now could potentially be Tax it up. I believe for every mile that you drive here in 2024, uh, uh, 54, 55, 56 cents per mile, if it's used for business, can be written off your business in terms of uh, your business expenses and your uh, tax deduction. So um, you drive an SUV. Yeah. Is it over uh, 6,000 pounds? It is. Yeah. So section, right uh, uh, yeah, section 179 says you can write off a por uh, the part of the Trump tax act. You can write a portion of that up to, I think, believe up to $20,000. Check with your tax person. You can write a large chunk of your purchase if it's over 6,000 pounds off on your taxes on year one. So why is the government trying to do this? You ever wonder why the government's trying to give you tax incentives as in business owner, even if it's a side hustle for car ownership? Because it makes money flow. Right? So there's an incentive for you to buy a car. Guess what? The dealership's happy because you're buying a car. It's tax double to the business, but the business owner's happy because he sold the car off his lot. Uh, let's, let's take a look at this, guys. One of my cars was a, uh, a Sony GS3. Let's give you, take a look at my screen. So uh, those are old today. So the new one's 350. The, the, a Sony Lexus GS350. So I look for a car for about five, six years old. And here's what you get, 2018, 2018 uh, vehicles, uh, eight, um, 2018, 19, for 18 to 19 to $20,000 on average, okay? Still decent cars. Well, my gosh, man, 100,000 miles, 70,000 miles. Well, who makes the most reliable cars? Who makes the most reliable cars? Number one at the top is Lexus. Oh, shit. Lexus. Second is Toyota. Toyota, same company, right? And so most reliable cars, Japanese cars make some of the best cars out there hunt out listen confessions of a gfu loop hood technician <laughs> when i popped up open the hood before i started my business and uh, as an entrepreneur i popped open the hood of a toyota or a honda guess what i saw a clean engine nothing i'm like oh it's brand new bro i looked in hundred thousand miles i popped open the hood of a suburban i popped open the hood of an american-made car gmc man how many miles you got on this thing boom first oil change because it's nasty leaking all over the damn place Toyota, most reliable cars out there. Now, don't take my word for it. You gotta obviously do your inspections. But if you plug this in, okay, if you, if you plug this in, 
Um, how much can you afford in a car? So let's let's do a, a let's do a case study. How much can you afford? Okay, how much can you afford? So if you put in a uh, 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 calculator here, let's say you can afford it. You want to buy a twenty-two thousand dollar car, okay? And uh, you're taking your tax refund and putting it as a down payment, and you finance it over a four-year period. Let's put it over here to four at an interest rate of eight percent. Trying to show it on your screen. And your, yeah. Oh, uh, there it is. Yeah, yeah. And um, here, your credit score. This is why your credit. Is important, managing your credit is important. Let's say your credit score between 661 and 780, you're very good credit, not excellent. You know, care payment's 464. Is that manageable for a lot of people making 40, 50,000 dollars a year? So that, so if you don't want an 800 dollars car payment, guess what you gotta do? You buy a five-year-old car payment, put three thousand dollars down, put it in between 18 to 22000 dollars And if $464 a month is comfortable for you, guess what you also do? You start a side business. So therefore you can write the car payment, the maintenance, the miles off on your taxes. Book recommendation for you is pay, uh, uh, lower your taxes big time. And now your car payment can be one of the greatest tax deductible gold mines that you have in your financial arsenal as you fight inflation, as you fight high, uh, high, higher costs of gas. This could be your, this could be a weapon for you to help you understand a better financial decision as it relates to probably the second largest payment that you have in your current budget right now for most people, which is their student loans. Thoughts on this? Would you take the same approach when it comes down to refinancing, or when would you suggest someone refinance your vehicle? Uh, refinance your vehicle if the interest rate is lower, but here's a problem too as well. Once you refinance it, also make sure you keep it in the same time frame of, of when you were uh, paying it off. So in other words, if you have a four-year car payment, and year three, you're refinancing it. If you refinance back to a four-year car payment, and you're starting to clock all over again, even though the illusion is you have a lower car payment, but you're still paying more in interest. So I have, a, I have a friend of mine who made like 30 grand off of a off a deal, uh, maybe about two weeks ago. He's like, dude, I have either A, keep that money and reinvest it into my business or into some form of stock, or B, pay off my car note, which is exactly 29 grand left. And he will be left with a thousand dollars cash. Would you reinvest that money back into your business or would you just take that lump sum of money and just pay off your car note? It's not or, it's and. Yeah. Take half it, pay off the car payment, get ahead in your car payments, knock off a lot of interest that you otherwise would have paid during the term of the, of the car loan and take the other $14,500, invest that back into business because that will help monetize your business, create another revenue stream. And then what happens is the next three, four, five, six months as you spike your revenue, you pay off the rest of the car. But you need a capital, working capital for you. And by the way, let's say people say, I need to be debt free, I need to be debt free, I need to be debt free. Let's say if you, you have $100,000 of debt, but you have $100,000 of cash. Are you debt free? Mm. Are you? I wonder. Why? What do you think? You have a hundred thousand dollars of cash, hundred thousand dollars debt, hundred thousand dollars cash. Are you debt free? What do you think, Milton? Your miles, sweetheart. What do you think? No. You're not debt free. Well, I'm glad uh, we're having a money smart moment right now because potentially you could take this hundred thousand dollars cash and pay off the hundred thousand dollars of debt. In other words, debt doesn't control you. Of course, Dave Ramsey's not going to agree with this. But here's what this $100,000 can do for you if you don't pay off the debt. Here's what happens though. You take this $100,000 of cash to pay off this $100,000 of debt. Guess what? You don't have working for you anymore. You don't have money working for you anymore. It worked for everybody else. But if you keep this $100,000 of cash and you take some of the interest that you earn off this $100,000 and use that money to pay off debt or use that money to create more revenue streams for you because you have operation capital, this debt here can, whenever you decide to pay off, in my opinion, let me know if you think I'm wrong, but you're technically debt free because you're in control. At any given point, you can say, okay, I'm sick and tired of my debt, take $100,000 and pay off the $100,000. Yeah, you have zero of operating capital, but guess what you have to as well? Zero debt. 
But here, this $100,000, at least it could be working for you, even though you have $100,000 of debt, but you have control when to pay off this debt. Different way of, different way of uh, taking a look at your assets and liabilities, profits and losses. Let me know what you think in the comment section below. What would you do in that situation? Would you pay off the debt or would you keep the cash? Let me know in the comment section below. So very productive show today, bro. I loved it. All right. By the way, guys, a quick shout outs uh, for many of you. Um, by the way, next episode, if you want us to specifically answer your question, if you specifically want us to read your comment, there's a feature in YouTube called Super Chat. Clock on a Super Chat, make a donation to the show, help support the growth of this podcast. Click Super Chat so therefore we can read your comment while we're on the podcast itself. Nonetheless, we want to create some quick shout outs. Anybody here we want to give a shout out to as we end the show? We have a lot. We have from uh, Dulce Rojas from California, with Andra from Chicago. We have uh, Miriam Gilbert. Rivera. Yeah. What's up, Miriam? She's faithful, man. Jared Harris from Dallas, Cleveland, Ohio, man. This is awesome. We got uh, Jack Gregorian from Glendale, California. All right, guys. Well, that means I appreciate you guys tuning into the show. Make sure you share. Drop your comments below. You agree with us? You don't agree with us? We want to know. We might use your comment in a future episode. Also, make sure if you haven't done so already, if you watch this episode to the very end, drop seven figure squad in the comment section below. Drop seven figure squad in the comment section below. And I might just give you and send you a copy of my latest bestseller, Gotcha, from my office to your home. Drop seven figure squad. We'll pick a random winner if you put seven figure squad, if you watched it to the entirety of the show. With that being said, uh, Milton, appreciate you being here, big dog. We'll see you next Wednesday. And Calverton, Maryland, I'll see you here this Friday. We'll see you in the D.C. area called the DMV. People think it's the Department of Motor Vehicles. But people on the East Coast know it's D.C., Maryland, Virginia. I'll see you here this Saturday on the Gotcha Book Tour. Being said, on behalf of Milton Everest, my co-host from Dallas, Texas, I'm your mighty smart guy. Until we meet again, continue to smart, continue to love smart, and be money smart today. God bless you. Bye-bye. 